Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Flippo. Last we left our adventurers, they were knee-deep in a battle with a mutilated form of Severin. One that had unholily, is that a word? Mixed with the uh, portal to Avernus and Tiamat's essence themselves. And after doing a lot of damage, uh, what we thought was over 200 points of damage, Severin being bloodied, still on the heels of Fleeple, trying to get that mask. We now jump back into the adventure at the top of the round. So, the top of the round would be the guards and these mages, but the guards, as we saw, were unconscious, unfortunately, due to the poison breath. So, these mages, they're still going off on their own side quest here to help out the stop the ritual with the Thay wizards. Um, the ritual's still actually growing in intensity despite the dragon mask not being worn by Severin, you see that the ritual, the portal in the center of the room is still pulsing with unholy energy as there, it now changes from black and it's starting to getting this deep purplish hue and it is starting to expand a little bit. The circle does get a tiny bit wider. There is still the threat or a threat here with these Thay Wizards continuing to chant. Not Some of them are not even aware that Severin uh, has been mutilated and changed uh, necessarily in this way. But we jump to the top of the round. The mages now have completely broken off from this side of the battle. So for the most part, it is just our players here that are going to be in initiative order moving forward. So Malamara, it's your go. Malamara will run straight up into Severin's back. Okay, that's only 40 feet for you. Yes. And she will take two swings. Whack, whack. All right, go ahead and roll with advantage due to flanking. Yeah. Mm, 21. 21 is a hit. And another 21. That's also another hit, so that is two successful attacks. 11. 19 slashing plus 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 plus 19? 18 plus 19 is 37. Is it? 37? Did you say 37? 18 plus 19. Is that 37? If it is, then that's what it is. Malamara. Yes. Tell us how it is done. No. On Severin? I agree with Jake. <laughs> Something's going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Shenanigans. That's the title of this episode. Shenanigans. (laughs) Here's how it's done. Uh, When my my sword enters, his body disintegrates into absolute nothingness. Every particle split across the entirety of the phlogiston of realm space. So there's (laughs) not a single piece of him. That's that's an actual term in the TNT lore. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Mal will run up with her sword gleaming and thinking that she needs to just throw everything that she needs into it. She starts with a cut to the back of his legs 
and brings him to his knees. And then she takes her sword in both of her hands and raises it above her head. And as she brings it down on his back, she expects it to cut him as it glances off of his scales. But instead, it just sinks deeply into his back. And he falls. And she takes a step back. As she locks eyes with Fleeple. Because, and she says, that was too easy. As she takes a step back and the sword disappears from his body and reappears as a tattoo on her arm. Yeah, as, as unceremoniously as you stab into um, Severin, very anticlimactic almost. Instead of crying out in pain and agony, the body just drops and just falls on the ground, lifeless. The eyes still looking at you, Fleeple. I know a thing or two about shenanigans. This feels like shenanigans. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? You know what? Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I am going to remember my class abilities. Whenever any of your allies hits the creature with an attack, okay, at 10th level, whenever one of your allies hits that creature with an attack, you may use your reaction to expand. Additionally, whenever a sacrificial offering is reduced to zero hit points, you may activate your immolation feature on that creature. I'd like to use my reaction to immolate Severin. Oh. So as Mal goes, this is too easy. And you go, you whisper, I know a thing or two about shenanigans. You snap your fingers, your platinum fingers. And as you do, a platinum spark ignites in the center of Severin's body. And this is the only immolation that has caught you off guard because all of them were uh, before were pretty straightforward, holy sacrificial offerings. But this one, the spark almost fights against the body itself. The body is trying to consume the platinum spark, almost like it's trying to devour it. It's trying to bring it in on itself. But the spark, it prevails and it starts to spread across the body. It takes part of the red neck. It goes down the white arm. It goes down the blue leg, and it starts to burn up the purple robe. The platinum spark weirdly combines with all of the hues of the chromatic dragons here. And as you do, Fleeple, I'm going to have you roll a religion check. Okay, 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 okay. Religion. That's a 17. 17. As you look at these mixture of colors, you take a moment and pause, and it's like time starts to slow down. And you, with your hyper-focused perception, your passive perception, your insight, your connection to Bahamut, you actually, this has to be some sort of vision, because surely this cannot be happening before your eyes you see some of the flames of the platinum flames almost like form into a winged dragon. And then some of the like chromatic hues, they form into a dragon and they almost not, they don't battle each other. They, they lunge at each other, but they twist and they form and they weirdly almost like they dance with one another. Surely that should, that must be the dancing of the flames. But as you watch this and really like focus in on these colors mixing with one another there is this emotion and this insight that comes over you of how 
these colors do complement each other. The platinum contrasting against these dark, chaotic hues, when they mix and they crash into each other, there is an order or there is a beautiful hue that is cast amongst this amongst this body and you can't believe that you the word beautiful would even come across your mind as you see these colors mixed together and as this slow motion moment has quickly speeds up you kind of you step back to pull yourself out of it as the immolation takes the rest of the body and leaves nothing behind. Ooh. Well, that was so disgusting. we all get the effects of the bless spell. <laughs> for for, for the next minute, we all get the now. effects of the bless spell. No concentration required, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's going to come in handy, but we are still in initiative work, actually. Mm, you don't say. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, Mal, that was your action that you took. You, you ran... Severin seems to have been taken care of. Fleeple, you have the mask of the Dragon Queen in your hands. Mal, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? After the emulation flames die down, Mal, not knowing anything about how rituals or anything work, her main goal is to stop it. If it hasn't stopped, I guess she's going to go for another Flay Wizard. And so mm-hmm. she looks at Fleeple and she goes, Are you good? I think I'm okay. Uh, that hole is still getting bigger. That seems like a bad thing. Yes, yes, it does. And with your passive perception, Flapel, you can tell that it's getting more chaotic as well. Mm. Like, mm, don't like that. Almost unstable. Mm. Almost don't like, like that. removing the dragon mask mid-ritual has interrupted something that was not intended to be interrupted. <laughs> hmm. 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 Is this place a bomb? Did we just turn this place into a bomb? <laughs> we might have. That's going to be the end of her turn. She's just going to turn away from Fleeple and get ready to start running toward the next nearest Thay wizard. Past all these unconscious members. Yeah, so that that one's going to be in the southeast um, portion um, in one of the other towers. So I'm um, not the one on the tower. I'm going to go to this one on the southwest point of the circle. I don't have any movement left. I don't have a bonus action dash. So she's just going to get ready to go toward the next, this next day. Unsure of what else to do. Okay, and you can't move, yeah. uh, you say, so. I don't have any bonus actions or anything else to do. So that was it. My, ra- my rage persists because I did damage. So she's just going to get ready to run until something different happens. Okay, sounds good. Fleeple, it is your turn now. I'm staring at the mask in my hand. I'm glancing over at the hole in the center and I'm just thinking what do I do what do I do what do I do uh kind of uh in that moment like trying to straight up beseech Bahamut to be like hey if you got any advice for me bro maybe you know that'd be great if if that happens to be an option here (laughs) if that happens to be an option Uh, here if that, that could absolutely be an option here um you can go ahead and roll a religion check I will say with advantage from your um insight or rather the religious experience you just had, and plus um, all of your previous conversations with Bahamut as well. I'll allow you to roll a religion check with advantage here to try and besiege Bahamut. Okay. That is a 15. Okay, 15 total. As you reach out to Bahamut, what question are you asking him um, specifically? 
Who boy. Or requesting. Like what what's your request or question? Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of thinking like well, okay, yeah, Severin's gone. We've got the sacrifices out of here. We've got the mask in our possession. So I guess like the next thing is what's left? What do we still have to do to stop this ritual? With a 15, it's not a clear sentence or conversation that you have with him. But this may sound contrite or uh, minimal here, but uh, you see, you get just the feeling of danger. Being mm-hmm. like, there is still a danger here. It's not like you're out of the woods, but that's sort of like the feeling and wave that comes with you, like anxiety danger type of a thing. So with a 15, that's what I can give you with that. Hmm. I look at the seams, maybe like where the where the five individual masks are conjoining together into this one mask, and maybe see if I can like start tearing this thing apart. Yeah. So like just trying to figure out it's it's strange. There aren't any seams on this, but you do see the five distinct colors. And what you know of magic you feel like maybe there's something that brought them together magically. Maybe not like a spell, but maybe they just were inherent to be combined uh, whenever they were placed next to each other. So you can absolutely attempt to like rip them apart, um, either magic, like with force if you want, or like, or if you, even through magic as well. Uh, so there's no like, like finesse that you need to have with this. You can just understand and know of like, they probably were like uh, magical magnets that kind of like joined together. So if with enough force or effort, you might be able to pull them apart to give your intent to the ma- combined mask that you would like them to separate. Uh, I think to myself, where's Jeremy to dispel when you need him? <laughs> so I'm going to, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to start moving or I, I feel like I want to start moving in the direction of the portal to try and get a better gauge on what's happening maybe while i'm moving like keep an eye on the portal see if the proximity of the mask is doing anything to like the instability of it yeah so like um just gauging as you rush over to it is that what uh, my understanding is you're just rushing towards the portal okay mm-hmm. uh are you and i imagine you're flying because of your uh, extra speed boost there is that right yeah, I got 35 fly speed. So I'm flying. I'm starting to like pull apart on the individual parts of the mask, getting closer to this big old portal and just looking at like, is anything I'm doing altering the portal in any way? Uh, it doesn't seem to be altering it as you fly your 70 feet towards the portal. You don't have to end up there if you uh if that wasn't your intent, but you are within 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet of the portal, and it doesn't seem to be like the proximity of the mask is doing anything right now. It seemed like maybe wearing the mask is what really was kind of fueling the portal, uh, or mm-hmm. rather contributing to the portal. The proximity itself might be maybe not so much. So, But you do see Anzar on the other side of the portal, the Thay Wizard ally that you have, within about 70 feet of your current location. Um, And as you rush over there, he looks at you and goes, what did you do? What have you all done? And I just shout, 
you're part of the ritual. Do you know what, what, what can I do? Do I put on the mask? Do I throw the mask? Do I cast it into the fires from whence it was created? <laughs> Destroy it! No. Uh, Anzar uh, screams and uh, he just goes, You fool, those, those idiot wizards are going to try to complete the ritual themselves. But without the mask and the, the sacrifice, the instability could kill us all. So do we just get out of here? <laughs> I mean... It's like a cartoon, just walk away. Do, 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 do. It explodes. If you're confident this. you're fast enough, then I suspect you start running. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, here's, here's, what, here's the pieces that are falling together in my head. Based on what Anzar has just told me, like, the fact that the sacrifice is gone, the mask has been removed from the equation, it feels to me like even if they continue to try to pull off this ritual, it's not going to succeed in the way that they were hoping it would succeed. Does that mean that this opens up, like, a rift into Avernus? Yeah. It could. Like if you, yeah, if, if it explodes, it might do massive damage, it. but then, yeah, take, yeah, it might open something permanently up. It might, there might be any sort of things pouring through there. Hmm. Thomas, I'm going to suggest something that is very much not rules as written. Yes. Okay. I have the spell <laughs> heal, which is just you cast it and it restores 70 hit points to your target. It's a okay. seventh level spell. If I cast heal on this rift in the ground, yeah, can, can like I heal the ground that the portal is trying to tear Ooh. apart? Ooh. Ooh. As a seventh level? Yeah. Well, it's a sixth level, but I can only cast it at seventh level because I already used up my sixth level slot. Wow. Would that just make it go back to the original way the portal was designed? Or, or does Better it just heal the, 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 the terror of what it is? Here's the flavor I like. This portal is born of magic. We know that. The Thay Wizards are in charge of that. They are contributing their magic to try to create this portal, which is essentially a rip, a rift, a tear in reality to Avernus. Because it's being fueled by magic, the portal being closed can also be fueled by magic, essentially combating against the Thay Wizards, right? So although the heal spell may not be the actual thing that needs to be done uh, to heal the portal, which I, I do love the flavor, but I like how maybe a seventh level spell, the innate magic itself of the cosmos of the multiverse being given almost freely over to this rift to in direct contrast with your alignment, your religious affiliation, your connection just to the scenario itself, the actual connection of like you being specifically crafting the past year and a half of your life against the purpose of this rift. I, I like this idea of you giving this magic and wanting to combat and heal the rift or remove it entirely if possible. So long story, <laughs> yes, I like that idea of using your seventh level spell. We can use the, the flavor of heal, but mechanically, not rules as written. I like the idea of, it's not necessarily heal, it's the innate magic within you 
um, that you're pulling from the cosmos and giving back to set things right, to make order, to make things put into order again. Not this round, though. With your conversation with uh, Anzar, with your running over, it took you your action and your um, movement to get this close to the rift. But this is a possibility for you on a future turn to expend some spells and your your spell slots over to essentially heal this rift. Okay. So what I'm going to do, like, I look over at Anzar. He's just shouting at me. And I just, like, take in a big, deep breath, trying to, like, connect my breath with the breath of the dragons that formed this world. But when it was just primordial chaos, I sit down and I pull out my eight remaining sprigs of mistletoe, and I begin to arrange them on the ground in front of me. Because each of these sprigs of mistletoe can add a D8 to a healing spell that I cast. Ooh, I love that idea. I love it. You see Anzar, and you see Anzar actually um, casting something as he's speaking to you, and he starts to level, levitate and fly into the air as he's saying, if you feel you are fast enough, I suggest you run, as he just is starting to fly up, and he's going to try to fly out of here, and contrasting you, you look towards this rift, and you sit down and you display your items of worship or connection to the cosmos and to the multiverse, really to the material plane itself, and you just take that breath. And that ends your turn. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So, Makoth, she's gonna... Let's see. Makoth um, looks over in the northwest where those mages ran off to, and they have actually dispatched of a Thay wizard. And so she sees that they've dispatched of a Thay wizard. She's going to take a look um, in the southeastern portion, and she is going to make her way over to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. She is going to make her way over, and she is just going to toss a fireball down there and you see it and ignite as she's trying to just destroy some of these Thay wizards. It's too far away for them to counterspell her specifically and they can't even see her. They fail, so that's going to be 8d6 damage net if you want to roll that. Let's do it. Uh, After Makoth, we're going to jump to Malamara here. Wait, what about me? Oh, Lance! Lance! It'll be a 28. 28 points. That Am I wizard, on the initiative order right now? Uh, you are in the initiative order. You're just grayed out. I apologize. Let me go and toss you back in. 28 points of damage, though. Well done, Makoth, NPC. <laughs> Pat my own back. Good roll. Good roll. Good roll. Good roll. Good roll. Good roll. Good answer. Good <laughs> answer. Uh, Lance, it's now your turn. You see Fleeple run right past you as Severin just burns up with immolation. And he he runs past you, close to the rift. He starts to sit down and just breathe. He's only five, ten, fifteen, twenty feet from where you current twenty five feet from where you're currently at. Malamar is probably about thirty feet in the opposite direction. It's you have a Thay wizard who is not too far from where you're at. Actually, forty five feet from your current location which is directly to the east of Fleeple. And that Thay wizard is actually looking at Fleeple and uh, looks like they're going to be trying to engage at some some point. 
So we really just, we know kind of now how this is working. There's no extra little secret behind the scenes. We know it's the Fey Wizards that are keeping this going and the magic. Yes. Fleeple uh, spent essentially their entire turn to figure out exactly what was happening in this scenario while still getting a little bit of action here. So I, okay, then that, my first idea, then I can leave to the side. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit if you would let me. Just because I think it'd be cool. Mm, um, see if I let you. Yeah, we'll see if you let me. Lance is going to fly, actually, toward Malamara. He'll fly Five, 10, in 15, like... 20, 25. Okay. Okay. How, how much distance did I get to her? That was 25 to get right next okay. to her. So, and as Lance is kind of pulling up next to her, he go, he'll just go, Wait, hold up. I, I, need, I need your sword. I need your sword. Please, 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 please. My, what, which, what sword? What, what sword? The sword you use! <laughs> As I turn to my warlock and <laughs> my thing, I don't know if I can hand it to him. Hold on. I'm pretty oh, sure I can, it. but I just want to double check. Because it's not a real sword. It's a boon sword. But I'm pretty sure I can give it to him. Um, nope. I sure can't. <laughs> well, then that ruins that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. I need your sword. Tough, <laughs> tough. <Suck. laughs> All right. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna light your sword on fire because that's a cool thing I can do, but too late. <laughs> I mean, I can hold it out to you, but it can't be more than five feet away from me. Yeah, I'm right. I'm yeah, I'm I'm right oh, next to you. I thought you wanted me to hand it to oh. you. Okay. <laughs> like it's where you would do attack yeah. with. I thought it. you were no, gonna no, fly no, away with thought. it, no, and I was I'm like, saying, I can't do that. Hand me your sword. <laughs> Mal holds out both hands in front of her and her sword appears in it as she offers it to him. And Lance will actually just like wrap his hands around her hands as they're holding the sword together. And he'll just say, okay, I hope this works. And he'll just kind of to himself, just whisper the word yellow. And as he does that, he's going to use the helm of brilliance to utter a command word that will light the sword into flame. Nice. As long as you don't drop it or store it, uh, you get basically an extra D6 of damage. Ooh. Fire damage. Now, when I said I was bending the rules a little bit, Thomas, it's because it technically says you have to hold the sword, and it says the flames last until you use a bonus action and you speak the command word again or until you drop or store the weapon. It says you. So... I, so ideally, the Helm of Brilliance would be the one fueling the magic of the fire. I'll allow it. That's that's a really cool um, character But I thought there. if I'm holding so. it while she's holding it, maybe I'm, I'll am i confuse magic. <laughs> and it'll be like, oh, well, it'll keep going. And you spent most of your movement to get to her um, to give that. So, so yeah. No, that's fine. That was an extra just little. Let's allow that. Extra little kick. Listeners, let's allow that because that is a really cool moment. And so Lance will then let go. And he'll just go, good luck. And he'll shoot off to the closest they wizard there is. So there's a, there's one by Fleeple, like you saw, that was uh, thinking about engaging with Fleeple. Is that the one that you're referring to? Yes, I will fly over there. 30, 35, 40. And then you're going to use your action to move as well? No, so action, I use my action to do the command word. I'm using my movement and bonus action to get there. So you can get right up to this wizard in melee range if you'd like. Uh, yes, I will do that, and I'm just going to 
position myself right in front of him, so I'm now blocking this Thay Wizard's vision of Fleeple and just going, hello there. <laughs> just like basically <laughs> the, hey, look at me. Don't look at him. <laughs> right, right. It's actually going to be that Thay Wizard's turn. And he is going to cast on you Suggestion. Oh, ooh, oh. They're, they're going to kind of like almost like touch your cheek. Like they're going to cup the air around your cheek and go, I suggest. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> Just this awkward moment of like having a hand on his cheek. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, your hands oh, are so clammy. Uh, your cheek. <laughs> oh, this is what it feels like. Oh, uh. <laughs> I suggest you attack someone else. What do I roll? And that's a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom! Advantage because of the Hero's Feast. And a d4 for Bless. Correct. So if you don't get this, <laughs> shame on you. <laughs> Strike three. 25. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so you, he, you, he suggests this thing to you as he almost caresses your cheek. And you just kind of look at him. What do you say in Punch response? In the face? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Right, he's good. <laughs> and he goes, Ugh. and uh, oh man, out at Crunch Squad, real quick. I forgot. I'm so embarrassed by this. They cast, uh, so they can still cast a cantrip if it's a bonus action, right? Because yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Give me a second. I don't think anything they have is a bonus action though. Firebolt is an action. Yep. Okay. Uh, they get frustrated. And uh, they start to levitate in the air. Um, but within your, uh, yeah, they're actually going to leave your melee range. Um, so you get an attack of opportunity against them. Swipe. Ooh. Swipey swipe. Now they are not a dragon. They are not. And I don't have advantage, <laughs> so there's no sneak attack. Right now. And you don't have advantage. But so you get the D4 the for bless. Does that add to, the, add to the attack roll or the damage roll? Sorry. Uh, just the attack roll. Okay. that's a Well, that's a 19 rolled. So that's plus, that's a, that's, yeah, that's going to be 30 to hit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a hit. Um, this wizard was not expecting that. So, yeah, that's a D6. Should have lit my own sword on fire. Gosh dang it. <laughs> D6. Lit your own sword on fire. <laughs> I mean. No, you can't amateur. You can't touch. You can't do five feet away. Screw you. I do a nice thing for Mal and. Uh, <laughs> Screw you, Mal. No, okay. Um, here She's at the like end of the world. She's like waving her like sword around. Yep. Ooh, bet you wish you had one of these. Uh, okay. So that's just a, just a D6. D6 Seven plus damage. Seven damage. All right. And they fly uh, 30 feet into the air. Okay. Uh, that's going to be their turn. Uh, we now jump to the top of the round, and that is going to be another Thay Wizard is over here to the north, and they are going to chime in here, and they see you, Lance, and they're going to go, huh, I don't really like what's going on over there, and they're going to... <laughs> they, had a weird, they had a weird moment. That was weird. <laughs> 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 they're going to do, uh, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You're just out of range here. Um, can they get you and Fleeple in there? I think they can, actually. Can a cone emanating from them get Lance and Fleeple here? 
Uh, depends on how big the cone is. It's 60 feet. 60 feet. So a cone is essentially an equilateral triangle. Okay, let's see if we can do this. Might be better to do... Because, yeah, the main dimension uh, that you're keeping in mind is the direction that they're pointing the cone in. That's going to reach 60 feet. And then by the time it reaches that final point, it's going to be 60 feet wide as well. 60 feet like that. And then 60 feet straight down. No, that's not right. What am I thinking about? Well, it's measuring the diagonals. Each diagonal square it's counting as five feet. So diagonal and so do i start oh, i'm sorry no do what I you're doing is right isn't it it'd be 60 down to the corner and, and then, then 60 across that corner yeah that's a okay. cone okay okay so they're actually going to get their friend in this <laughs> because they went 30 feet up but dimensions wise it's three-dimensional right so it's going to go 60 feet up as well yeah so they're going to be in it as well i think so works for me <laughs> my crazy ned are they going to be works in it or no I mean, D&D is designed to work within two dimensions, so this is a fringe case. I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> yeah, so they, they don't really care for their friends' uh, well-being. So uh, both Fleeple and Lance, I need each of you to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Constitution? For a cone of cold, or what is this? Cone of cold. Ooh, it's boy. so cold. You have a D4. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's a 17 for Fleeple. I'm rolling a lot of 17s tonight. It's a non-natural 20 for Lance. A lot of 17s. Well, guess what? You both save. Woo! Yay! So that's going to be 8d8 halved. Yay! So that's 50 points of cold damage. Halved to 25. (laughs) Wow! That was their fifth level spell. Their buddy needs to roll a constitution saving throw. And also saves, so they take 25 points of damage, and they're looking very hurt uh, 30 feet in the air. So mm. <laughs> they look at their, their Thay wizard over there, and they uh, just daggers over there, um, the chaos ensuing of the moment. So, um, Is this flight concentration-based by any chance? Mm. This flight? Oh, it is! It is! Okay, okay. Concentration check. They got to get 12 or higher. Oh, that was cocked. They did get a 15, so they're good. Ah, dang it. <laughs> like ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, they got a fifteen. They're fine, and then poof, and then they die. Nope. So they're good. Uh, so they're still flying. Okay. So that's their turn, and now it's Malamara's turn. Mal will start her bonus action, uh, dropping her rage, and then she will run forty feet toward Lance over here, engaging with the Thay Wizard. Do, 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 do. And this Thay Wizard is 30 feet up in the air. Yeah, that's fine. Um, she will hit that one with a Eldritch Blast. Mm, 19 to hit. That's a hit. Eight force damage. D- tell us how it's done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just shivering from the cold. He's like, what the heck, man? And as he turns around, as he hears somebody coming up, he just like gets hit in the chest. He goes, Ugh! And it hits him back, and he just falls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he erupts into a little cloud of snow dust as the frost comes off of him. And then she's going to shoot two more at the guy with the with the that just shot the cone of cold, and says, "Knock it off!" All Knock right, it off. Go ahead and roll for those. Knock it off. Uh, twenty-four and a natural twenty. 
Oh, boulder hits. Which is a uh, nine, three, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, so twenty, and then my relentless, JK, savage attacks. I roll again, which is a twenty-one, and a brutal critical. I also roll again, which was a uh, twenty-five total, twenty-six total. Oh my gosh! And those don't have to be melee attacks; they can be spell oh, attacks. Shoot. Savage attacks and brutal critical. I have just written with an attack. Nope, Brutal Critical is a melee, so it's 21. And a half orc. Savage is a melee weapon. <laughs> what am I shooting spells for? Okay, it's just 20 points of damage. 20 points of force damage. I'm sorry about that. No, you're not. This wizard is looking bloodied. Ah! Uh, that's attack and motion and bonus attack. So she will just stand there glaring at that fey wizard that colded everybody over here. <laughs> All right, Fleeple, we're going to bump to your turn now. This, the portal has increased in size. All right, but we killed a Thay wizard. It's starting to move from a, a deep, dark purple to a little bit more brighter, um, chaotic, and you actually see some like light start to like pulse and like even flash inside the portal itself. Hmm, okay. So I look at the portal before me. I look at the sprigs of mistletoe in front of me. I take another deep breath. And I begin reciting in Draconic. Breathe, dragons. Sing of the first world. Forged out of chaos and painted with beauty. And I reach out and I touch the first of these sprigs of mistletoe and alight it in flame and continue along. Sing of Bahamut, the platinum, molding the shape of the mountains and rivers. Second sprig. Sing two of chromatic Tiamat, painting all over the infinite canvas. And then third. And I just continue to recite the elegy of the first world, the legend of the creation of the material plane as I immolate these sprigs of mistletoe one by one and cast heal on that portal in front of me. In this beautiful moment, as the chaos of the battle erupts, the cone of cold taking over you, but you you push through it despite uh, the damage that you take, sitting down in the middle of this chaos, in this middle of the battle, your friends protecting you, um, uh, Makoth running off to protect their her allies over there as well. The sound disappears from around you and just intense silence filled your ears as you said those words breathe dragons and as you say those words you hear a rumble echo your words breathe dragons sing of the first world the first sprig immolated you go to the second as you finish the first stanza Breathe, dragons. As this echoing seems to be enhancing and actually almost emanating in your mind, resounding in your heart, in your chest. Lance and Mal, as this battle goes, Filippo's words are growing louder, but his voice and tone of voice is not changing. It's like each stanza is being amplified through this space. 
And you don't just hear Fleeple's voice at that part. You hear this resounding deep. Breathe, dragons. Sing of the outsiders. It continues on. Sing of the conquest. Seeding the world with legions of followers. As the battle and this pocket around Fleeple starts to form. There is almost an ethereal figure that stands in place of each of these sprigs of mistletoe. Small at first, but every immolation, each of them start to grow. Each of them start to expand. And the deep resounding voice starts to continue to echo through the chamber. And each of these figures resemble a golden dragon. And as Fleeple stands, because you said you had eight sprigs of mistletoe, right? Yes. Which is, I did not plan this at all, but there are exactly eight stanzas in the Elegy for the First World. <laughs> Do you guys ever play at a table where people have turns that you go, man, that was such a good turn. I feel like I just need to hang up my dice bag and not play this game ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, their names are Mickey and Jacob. <laughs> Never have I ever had a turn that was that cool. <laughs> Thematically. <laughs> I hit him with my sword again. <laughs> again and again. And Philippe, as you stand, you look down at your scales, and where they were a hue of red and platinum, they now are bright, shining platinum. As you take your breath, and you... Breathe as the dragons did before you. I'm going to have you roll your spell attack modifier to try to pierce through, with your spell attack modifier, I should say, to pierce through the veil here, to pierce through with your seventh level spell, to try and set right the tear in the multiverse here. All right. I'll remind you, I believe you are lucky still. <laughs> I don't know if you used all of your luck points. I have used all my luck points, but I have inspiration, and I've got the giant rune on my forehead. And blessed. And blessed. Though this isn't an attack roll, per se. Oh, so. you're right. It's attacks and saves. <laughs> all right. You're using... I was thinking a, yeah, so let's just sword. have you roll with this. All right, I'll pull out my radiant-themed d20. <gasps> <gasps> that is a 17 on the dice uh a 17 total okay 17 total lance is going to point and i'm going to cast message to fleeple in this little bubble and he'll be just like i believe in bahamut <laughs> very reluctantly <laughs> and i will give fleeple my inspiration oh Ooh. i do believe in bahamut i, I do, do i, I do, do. Jacob, that's a natural 20. <laughs> oh, yes. There you go. In in the box. Unmoved. Oh, boy. The radiant sun. <laughs> the last member of the Jank Squad, reluctant to believe, giving inspiration over. Didn't say I worshipped him. I just believed. <laughs> for a natural 20. 
Ooh, boy. So for a total of 30, then. Total of 30. And with your seventh level spell, adding seven to the die roll for 37, you walk up to the portal, leaving the Mask of the Dragon Queen behind. All eight figures in tandem with you, about five feet in front of you. And you walk up to the chaos. And as you glow with this brilliant platinum light, you reach out your hand to each of the figures, each of these eight ethereal figures in front of you. And as your hand crosses over them, they, with a jump and flap of their wings, they dive in to the portal. They dive, and as each of them do, their light clashes with the bright chaotic purple and the light, like lightning, explodes inside this portal eight times in succession. And as you do, the purple has changed into this goldish hue and the chaos seems to be fighting itself. The portal grows at that five feet closer to you towards almost touching your chest to where the point you can reach your hands out. And as you touch the edges of the portal, you just You breathe into it, the portal, and as you do, the magic emanating from you into the portal itself, the light stops flashing. It starts to glow instead, and instead of swirling chaotically, it starts to spin with a low hum, and instead of having purple hues and black speckled throughout, this gold platinum combination um, joined together and as you finish your breath and you let go of the portal you look up and as everybody in the room at least the three of you look towards the portal it stops slowly stops spinning and then in one quick moment goes combines together and disappears entirely from this material plane. So, Fleeple, that was your turn. That was my action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was your action. <laughs> I don't have any mistletoe left to use my rituals for my bonus action, so I'm going to use my bonus action to stare dumbstruck into the middle distance. Now, I'll allow Lance to do one more thing if he'd like. But after Lance, we will get out of initiative order. But Lance, you can take one final action if you'd like. You do have a Thay Wizard within 30 feet of you. The portal disappearing. Philippe, just about 45 feet from your current location, if you would like. It's up to you, Lance. I mean, what the heck? I cast Fireball. <laughs> 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 Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> Natural one on the saving throw. Right. Yes. Oh yeah, you'll love to see. So that's eighty-six. Roll credits. <laughs> that's where the campaign <laughs> ends. Twenty-two. The Fey Wizard, so overcome with what had just happened, their jaw dropping, seeing 
a magic they never knew existed because they took the dark path when they could have taken the light. As they slowly look towards you, Lance, and you just go finger guns this fireball all over to them. The fireball engulfs where they're standing. And then when the fire is dissipated, only their robe remains and it falls to the ground tattered, leaving nothing behind. There you go. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) And that we are out of initiative order. So the remaining Thay wizards and the remaining mages are slowly dealt with by not only uh, by Makoth and their allies and other mages, but now um, you have part of the Harper organization rushing in to assist and help clean up as the three of you have a moment to gather together. There are clerics rushing towards the Order of the Gauntlet and casting Revivify on each of these guard, the uh, each of these individuals <gasps> coming back to life, coming back to existence here. They uh, are grateful for <laughs> the Harpers and for some of the other clerics that have uh, joined the temple here in particular. But the three of you walk in the center where Fleeple's Platinum Glow has gone back to his natural hue. The three of you centered around this location where the portal to Avernus was very closely brought into this material plane. The three of you have done it. I look down at this area where once there used to be a literal rift in the planes from the material plane to hell itself and I look at my friends and say, well, we already got the hell out of this place. Now let's get the hell out of this place. <laughs> Was that it? Did we really, did we win? As Mount looks around as people are, the phase are being detained and people are being revivified and the portal to the hell is gone. Did we do it? Is Leosin among the Harpers that's rushing in here? He is not. Hmm. Well, it seems that things are looking pretty good in here, but there was still an apocalypse outside the last time we checked, so maybe it would be a good idea to see if everybody else is doing okay. Lance, what's on your mind? So much sus. So sussy. Oh, fireballs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Lance is just kind of same feeling as Mal. Just, I, how, I, that he's just, he can't really, there's no sentence really he's able to utter. It's just all, what, maybe, and it's just very like, is this it? Like, obviously there's, there's outside and there's a whole thing, but the actual, a you know hellish dragon is about to come forth and all of the obstacles that we faced for it like is that final so that's all he's thinking I look at my two friends and I think back to the various experiences I've had with the two of them having literally been inside Malamara's mind seeing the crazy stuff she's gone through looking at the scar across Lance Thalen's throat and I put a hand on both of their knees, I guess, as I approach up to them. No, I'll, I'll kind of flap up so I can put a hand on each of their shoulders, and I'll just say, 
happy endings do happen sometimes. It just, it doesn't feel real. We've been working toward this for so long. Well, if you're looking for something to do, I think I'd like, I feel really cool about like the hospitality industry. I think I'm going to go back to Waterdeep, (laughs) maybe open up an inn. Maybe uh, we're we're loaded. We can buy the singing sword. You can, <laughs> water deep. You can, can work at my inn water with deep. me. Not water deep. I hate water deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think you're right. That maybe we should go out and see what's going. Uh, Lance gave me this really cool flaming sword, and I haven't gotten to use it yet. Yeah, it's still, I'm really feeling still itchy about using it. Still it's still on fire, right? Yes. As they're kind of walking out, Lance is going to hang back a bit just still kind of like dumbfounded and he'll just reach into a pocket and this was what he was originally planning to do when we were trying to find out what the circle was and he'll just pull out a glass shard seeing Severin's face because whenever a creature dies within 30 feet of me I can take their soul and he'll just crush it and it says when you do that you can ask a question and he'll just crush it and he'll just go was it really worth it? <laughs> and then I'll walk away. You guys are such good players. <laughs> without without waiting for the response, as you hear the screaming of Severin's deformed voice screaming as you crush his crystal and echoing through your mind, you leave it behind as you walk out of the caldera with your friends, um, with your party members, leaving Severin's soul to the fate of the multiverse. And as the three of you walk away from Tiamat's temple, brought from Avernus into the material plane, that is where we're going to end this episode of I Cast Fireball. Good game. That was some A+. That was Holy, some A-plus oh, turns you guys got. Holy crap. Holy. Man. Oh. It's cinematic. It's good. Druids, man. Druids, man. Claire, no, players, Claire, man. man. <laughs> players, man. Yeah. That was crazy. Incredible, oh, incredible players. Incredible, yeah. incredible players. <laughs> wow. What an episode to the final battle here. But we're not done. We've got a few things more, maybe. Well, this will not be the last episode of season one, so you'll have to join us next week on iCast Fireball. Ned, Jacob, Mickey, oh boy, wow. Thank you so much uh, for coming, for bringing your A-game, but listeners, thank you for bringing your A-game listener ears for this final battle here. If you like what we're doing, that'd be great if you could leave us a review or let us know what moments you loved. I'm sure we'll be talking about this episode, the four of us, for probably years. I think these are the moments that people talk about in D&D for decades to come. So, and we are just lucky enough to have it been recorded both visually and audio-wise. So, um, I feel pretty blessed there, but uh, if you want to share with other people some of the fun stuff that you found here on iCast Fireball, shoot us out. We've got our social medias at iCast Fireball 20, our email, but you know the spiel. Um, We'd love to hear from you. 
We want to shout out Improv Tabletop, where Ned takes a turn at being awesome even more over there in his many one-month adventures in Fate Accelerated. Go give them a listen, and don't forget to leave them a five-star view. But lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.